Uh, and if you can't find that, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. I'm going to be reading from both portions. God has laid upon my heart to begin preaching a sermon series. And I will begin that sermon series most likely in September. I feel as though that there is an invasion of idolatry and paganism into our society. And so beginning that month, I will start preaching a sermon series about the invasion of idolatry. And so this message today will be a prelude to what is coming in the month of September. And so Proverbs 1 and 8 says, My son, hear the instructions of thy father. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Let me just stop here for a moment. We see a principle being established here that fathers and mothers should have instructions, laws, rules, and responsibilities. Well, that's different than what we think. For they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. Ephesians 6 and 1, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, the promise being longevity of life, that it may be well with you, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Can we pray together? Lord, we thank you for the wonderful presence we have felt in this place. The dedication of the children, Lord, has been an absolute blessing. And we have felt your unction upon each and every one of these children, Lord. Now we step into the time of your word. We pray that we have ears to hear and most importantly a heart to receive what your spirit says in this house today. We ask it in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. I want to preach to you for a little while this morning on this subject evicting Molech. Now, I don't expect many of you to know who Molech is, and I'll explain it here in just a moment. But in the two portions of Scripture that we have read together today, we see the symbiotic relationship that God has established between parents and children. Parents have a God-given responsibility to grow and develop their children into men and women that are a blessing in God's kingdom that are world changers and hell destroyers. And as a child, you have an obligation to honor and obey your parents in the Lord. But can we be real here today for a little while? Sometimes in our zeal to provide for our families and to give them a better home life than the one we had growing up, we can lose our direction and let things begin to enter into our heart that have no right being in a godly home. Before we know it, the world begins to invade and carnality starts to take root at the kitchen table, on the couch in the living room, while we are talking with our children and suddenly the character of our children begin to change from godliness to worldliness. Let me remind you as I begin to preach this morning, as parents we have a responsibility to clean up our homes and to restore them. 
You see, our children are a blessing and a heritage from the Lord that we must protect from the sin and the evil of this world. And if you have not recognized it, we live in a nasty, dark, sin-filled, evil world. We've got predators on Snapchat. We've got purveyors of child pornography. The world is doing everything it can to snatch your children out of your arms and to push them into the evil and the sin that has overwhelmed our society. And we have a responsibility as mother and father to protect our children from this world. Hear me as I preach this morning. We cannot let our children be sacrificed on the altar of paganism. Now, I know you might think I'm sounding crazy today, but I have seen such an influx of paganism and occultism into our society. It is bothering me. You walk into Walmart, and I see witchcraft symbols on people's ears and on their t-shirts, and I see the upside-down stars, and I see all this stuff to Valhalla and all this other stuff, and the devil has convinced us that that stuff is innocent. I assure you, paganism is not innocent. It is an idol to a false god and the Bible tells us behind every idol there is demonic spirits that are pushing that worship. We must not let paganism come into our home. It must stop with us at the door as we protect the children that God has blessed us with. We cannot let our children be sacrificed on the altar of entertainment. Now I know I'm going to sound radical this morning, but maybe maybe if we had been preaching this for the last 20 years, it wouldn't be so radical right now. We have let entertainment become an idol. Hollywood has become the greatest spokesperson into the hearts of our children. And then we wonder why they struggle with so much stuff. We've got a responsibility to protect them from any voice that is not coming from the voice of the Lord. It is our children, our blessing. It is our heritage. our responsibility to establish some walls in our house and say in this house we will serve the Lord in this house we will shun evil in this house we will promote righteousness in this house we will live holy it is our responsibility as parents to preach that truth the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh is out of control in our world Could I just be a crazy, apostolic, old-fashioned preacher for a moment? My oldest daughter is 17, and i got a 13 and 11-year-old. And Brother Danny, when I go to Walmart and I walk through the clothes aisle, it's going to get crazy in here, Brother Jim. When I walk through the clothes aisle that are designed for my 17-year-old, And I see the clothes that the world has designed for my 13-year-old. And I see what they put together for my 11-year-old son. And I start looking at that clothes. And I start looking at that book. So I start thinking to myself, you know what? I've got a daughter of God. I've got a man of God. And I can't let them walk down the street looking like some two-bit prostitute in the middle of Somerset. That's my responsibility. I'm not asking you to do it, but that's my daughter. That's my daughter. That's my son. And as a father and as a pastor, I've got a responsibility to say, I will not sacrifice my children on the altar of perversion, on the altar of immodesty, on the altar of immorality.
know, hallelujah, it is our responsibility as a child of God to protect our children from the invasion of worldliness. Now, I know this sounds abstract. And I know that it sounds a little absurd to think about it for a moment. But one of the most disgusting sins that ever overwhelmed the nation of Israel was their willingness to sacrifice their own children to the devil. Yeah, I said it. Think about it for a moment. The people that God brought out of Egyptian bondage, that He delivered from Pharaoh and the taskmaster, as they came into the promised land, Brother Danny, they started to sacrifice their children to the devil. You see, Molech was an ancient pagan god of the Ammonites, people who were neighbors to the nation of Israel. The Bible mentions Molech on eight occasions at least, and it provides some contextual understanding regarding the problem of this ancient idol. The first mention of Molech is in Leviticus 18 and 21, in which the Lord commanded, You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech, and so profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. You see, the worship of Molech involved ritual child sacrifice. Something that God's people were strictly forbade to do. The idol Molech, and you see an image of him here, was made out of hollowed out brass to look like a human body. And then he had the head of an ox. And you see his hands were stretched out to receive your children. But you see, the horror of this idol does not end there, Brother Joe, because the brass was hollowed out. And when it came time for people, the children of Israel, saints of God, when they would walk away from the Lord and offer their child to this demonic idol, they would build a fire inside of that brass idol. And the priest of Molech would stand there and they would wait till the hands would begin to warm up and glow and then they would begin to beat drums and they would take the child out of your hands and place it on the blazing red hot hands of Molech and the purpose of the drums hear me preach right now, was so you would not hear your child screaming in pain because you just offered them to the devil. You see, there's a lot of noise in our world right now. Oh, let me preach it. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. There's a lot of drums banging in hell. So you don't hear your child screaming because you're placing them into the devil's hands. Can I tell somebody in this house, my son belongs to Jesus, not this world. My daughter belongs to Jesus, not this world. I'm done listening to the drums of hell. I'm done dealing with Molech. It's time to evict Molech out of the house, out of the home, and say, my son, my daughter belongs to the kingdom of God, and we will not sacrifice them on the altars of worldliness. The act of sacrificing their child to Molech was punishable by death. Leviticus 20 and 2 states, any one of the people of Israel or the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children a Molech shall surely be put to death. You see, God valued your children so much, Brother Chrissy, that he said, if you're willing to take my blessing, oh, let me preach to you. If you're willing to take your future, 
If you're willing to take your heritage, if you're willing to take those arrows I placed in your quiver to be a blessing for you, and you're willing to give it to the devil, then I curse you with death. It was a capital offense. Can I remind somebody, your child is a blessing. It is arrows in your quiver. It is the future. And God looks down and says, I'm going to bless you with a son, and I'm going to bless you with a daughter. We must protect them from the idols our world have built to kill our children. Further child sacrifice to Molech was considered profanity against God's holy name. Leviticus 23 says, I myself will set my face against the man and will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Molech to make my sanctuary unclean to profane my holy name. God took it as a personal insult and a profanation of his holy name to give what he's blessed you with to the devil. Brother Gill, I don't think God gave me three children. Now, I'm, I'm preaching about Jason right now. I don't think God gave me three children so they could be bartenders someday. I don't think God gave me three children so they could walk out of here and be drug dealers someday. I don't think God gave me three children so they could work in Hollywood as entertainers someday. No, I believe God blessed my wife and I blessed my wife. Let me say it one more time if you don't get it. God blessed my wife because children are a blessing from the Lord. He blessed my wife and I with two daughters and a son because they've got a ministry. They've got a purpose. They've got an anointing on their life. And it's my job to keep them away from Molech so they may become the man and the woman that God has ordained for them to be. That's my job. Let me take it a step further. It's not the pastor's job. It's not the Sunday school teacher's job. It's not the assistant pastor's job. It's my job. I'm daddy. It's her job. She's mommy. We've got to keep Molech out of our home so we can experience God in our house. Yet this clear, stern warning from the Lord, now this, this is mind-blowing, folks. This clear, stern warning from the Lord did not end the practice of Molech worship among the Israelites. This verse is messed up, folks. Listen to this. 1 Kings 11 and 7 says, Then Solomon... King Solomon, the son of David, the one who built the temple of God in Jerusalem. That Solomon, oh, I'm going to preach in the Holy Ghost, built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites on the mountain east of Jerusalem. What insanity! that the same man who built the temple of God put up an idol on the east side of Jerusalem for the children of Israel to be sacrificed to the devil. Hear me in the Holy Ghost this morning. God help us from bringing confusion into our own home. With one hand, some of us are building the temple of God and we're building the idol of Molech. And then we wonder why our children backslide when they're 16 
20 years old and we wonder why they don't want nothing to do with church when they're 20 or 22 years old. Sometimes it's not because the devil is bad. Sometimes it's because they see a difference in us. They see a Sunday morning saint and they see a Sunday morning idol builder. If we are going to bring our children into God's kingdom, they need to see a unity of purpose. We're going to build God's temple. We're going to pray together. We're going to worship together. We're going to seek God's face together. Our children should not have to worry if we are serving God today or following after an idol tomorrow. The same Solomon that built God's holy temple built an idol for the purpose of sacrificing children. The devil is deceptive. But by the time the king Josiah would sit on the throne of Judea, he had enough. Moloch worship had become so entrenched in the minds of God's people that he had enough, Brother Chrissy. And so the Bible tells us in 2 Kings 23 and 10 that he, Josiah, defiled Topheth which is in the valley of the sons of Hinnom, that no one might burn his son or his daughter as an offering to Molech. Jo- Josiah said, I've had enough. What I feel in the Holy Ghost is in 2022, God is stirring up a spirit of Josiah in the church. Brother Chris of men and women said, I've had enough of this stuff. I've had enough of seeing our children backslide. I've had enough of seeing our children confused. We've got enough of Molech being established in the house. It's time to clean that stuff out and evict that spirit and evict that idol out of our home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, period. We will not serve the Lord and Moloch. We will not serve the Lord and Baal. We will not serve the Lord and this world. We will serve the Lord and that's it because we will seek after him with all our heart. So Josiah put an end to Molech worship in the nation. But Brother James, sadly, that's not the end of the story. The final mention of Molech in the Old Testament is found in God's word to Jeremiah. The Bible said they set up their abominations in the house that is called by my name to defile it. They built the high places of Baal in the valley of the sons of Hinnom to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech, though I did not command them. Nor did it even enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. The things that Josiah tore down in his reign, people came back in and began to build it up again. Hear me preach right now from the time of Moses to the days of Jeremiah. Altars were being built to Molech for the sole purpose of sacrificing their children to the devil. Now to help you fully understand the purpose of this message, the name Molech literally means king. You see, you build an altar to Molech anytime you let anyone or anything become the king in your life besides Jesus. But preacher, I don't have that ugly looking thing in my yard. Well, your Molech may not look like that, but rest real assured, he's still stealing your children. 
If you've got a king in your home and it ain't Jesus, then you've got a Molech in your home. We need to step back at some point and examine our heart and examine our motives and ask ourselves, are we leading our children to Jesus? Are we taking them to the hands of Molech? How's it possible that people of promise people who are in a covenant relationship with God, who have seen His glory and experienced His authority displayed before them, could build an altar to a false god while there's a temple there, Brother Chance, with God's glory being visibly manifested. How can they go from that to this? How could they murder their children and let the devil steal them? Hear me in the Holy Ghost. We must save our children from this generation's Molech. It may not look like that. I'm telling you in the Lord, Brother Roger, we've got Molechs all through the land. We've got them all over this mountainside. We've got them down in the valleys and on the hills. And the Bible tells us that God sent King Josiah a reformer to tear down the altars of Molech. But they were so bent on giving their children to the devil that they built them again. So hear me in the Holy Ghost. Be your family's Josiah. You be the one that comes in and tear down the altars of Molech. And let's lead our children to Jesus and not the world. Dr. Tim LaHaye commented and said, Anyone can propagate children. Raising them takes responsibility. Let me say it again. Anyone can propagate children, but it takes responsibility to raise them. Quickly this morning, I'm going to give you two biblical principles for raising godly children and destroying the influence of Molech in your family. First, teach your children to love the Lord and desire to please Him. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk in the way and when you lie down and when you raise up. Teach your children to love the Lord and all the things of God. Teach your children that church is not a chore or an obligation. But rather it's an opportunity and a blessing to experience God. When we teach them that, it begins to tear down Molech in their life. Teach your children to follow after godly ministry as they follow after Jesus. And if you do so, you tear down Molech. Teach them that prayer is a priority. And when you do that, you destroy the altars of Molech. Teach them that the Bible is God's holy, authoritative word and tear down Molech. Teach them that worship is not something to mock or laugh at, but something to experience and enjoy and tear down Molech. Teach them that holiness is right and we are called to be a separated people, a called out peculiar people. Teach them that that holiness is still right and tear down my wreck. 
parents, your home should be a house of God. I would be remiss if I did not tell you today the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy, and that involves your children. So don't lay your children on the blazing hands of Molech. Why don't we lead them to the feet of Jesus this morning? Secondly, teach your children to honor and obey their parents. Now I know we don't like to preach this anymore. We think that it is our responsibility to be our child's best friend. And listen, I call my kids my best friend all the time. They know I am their friend and they can come to me and talk to me. But even more than that, Sister Christy, they know I'm their father. I will not sacrifice my fatherhood for their friendship. I have a responsibility to train and teach my children to honor their father and mother. And the reason I do it because the Bible tells us in Colossians 3 and 20, children obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. It pleases God when He looks down at our home, Brother James, and He sees parents that are loving their children and teaching their children and training their children, and they see children that are obeying their parents and loving and respecting their parents and their elders. Now listen, I'm a pragmatist at heart. Can we be honest in here today? Parenting isn't always easy, is it? Sometimes it's aggravating. It's frustrating. Sometimes my children annoy the fire out of me. See, some people are amen to me and some people don't know how to respond to that. No, it's all right. Children are a blessing. There's so much I could add to that, Brother Keith. I've got to watch myself this morning. But there are three. I've got three. But they're three individual little people. And I got one 17 going on at about 22, and I got one 13 going on 56. <laughs> and so, what I'm preaching about today, I understand it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. I don't want to go to heaven without my children, I don't want to go to heaven without my wife, Nevaeh, Hayden, or Gage. And so if I've got to live through times of aggravation and frustration, if I've got to get upset, and I've got to just be angry for a little bit because of the situation, it is worth working through to teach them what it means to be a child of God, to teach them mercy, to teach them grace, to teach them love, to teach them truth. I know it's not easy being a parent, but don't give up on your child. Don't give up on your daughter. Don't give up on your son. Teach them the word of God. And if you love them, the Bible says, you will discipline them. You know, the Bible tells us God chastens those He loves. Brother Jim, there's some people here God loves an awful lot. Well, hallelujah. If you love your children, I'm just going to preach to you. Brother James, you won't let the TV raise know me if you love your children 
You're not going to let YouTube raise your son. Listen, I've got no problem with them watching YouTube and cartoons. My children do the same thing. But what I'm talking about is letting a Molech come into your living room and you just bring them in and for 12 hours a day, you just put them on the hands and hope that fire's not burning down inside of the Molech and destroy your children. You have a responsibility and an obligation as a parent to raise your children and to teach them to love and honor and respect their parents and their elders. And sometimes that takes discipline. But preacher, what are you telling me to do? I'm telling you to be the father you're supposed to be. Be the mother you're supposed to be. Can I give you a piece of wisdom I tell parents all the time for my other job? Y'all, most of you know what I do besides pastor. It's not much different. <laughs> Only that way I've got more tools to take care of things. <laughs> I have told numerous adults on various calls, do me a favor. Discipline your son while he's 14 or I'll arrest him at 18. Pastor, is it that serious? Yes, it's that serious. The problems people have as an adult are many times the issues that were not fixed and corrected as a child. It is your responsibility to craft their character. And if that means taking away PlayStation, then kiss it goodbye. It's better to put the switch in the garbage and have a son in the altar than let them pray and go to jail at 18 years old. We have a job to raise our children to be men and women of God. It has been said, if a child lives with criticism, he learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to be shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns to appreciate. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. And if a child lives with acceptance and friendship, he learns to find love in this world. Teach your children to love their parents, their grandparents, and their elders. Can you close your eyes with me this morning? The kingdom of God has enough Eli's raising up their sons to be modern day Hophni's and Phineas's. We need some Hannah's in the house that are raising up this generation, Samuel. Oh, let me say it again. We have enough Eli's that are raising up modern day Hophni's and Phineas's. We need some Hannah's in God's kingdom that are raising up this generation, Samuel. Generations of apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled children and youth have been burned to death in the hands of Molech. Molech must go. The altars must come down. He needs evicted from our home. Our children belong to the Lord and not this world. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost conviction in this house.
It seems like everywhere we look in our world, we see another image of Molech that has been erected and just waiting and begging and calling you to throw your children onto their blazing arms. Why don't we place our children securely in the arms of Jesus today? As Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to encourage families to gather and pray today. The altar is open if you want your family to come to the altar. If you want your family to gather in a seating area, whatever you want to do. But I just feel in the Holy Ghost to have families begin to gather around. It's all right, grandparents. If you want to gather with your sons and daughters and your grandchildren. But we need to pray right now. I don't know if you could hear what I hear in the Spirit. But I hear some children of God screaming, Daddy, take me off of these hands. Mommy, don't place me in Molech's hands again. I want to be in God's kingdom. But yet the line is formed. The drum is beating. And one by one, we walk up and place our children into the hands of the devil. How about we place them in God's hands today? That's it. Find your children. Find your grandchildren and pray. The altar is open if you want to make your way to the altar and pray today. As I said, you can gather in your seat. But we need to sit the face of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Right now, Jesus, that's it. That's it. Save this generation of apostolic youth. Save this generation of apostolic children. Oh, in the name of Jesus.